What's up, everybody? This is Kiggs from Here's Podcast. Here you happy now? Welcome to episode 85. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, big episode this week. We're starting off with a real upper of an In My Brain from Nick. It'll sure to get you hyped, definitely not depressed, and we'll move on from there. Uh, where we're, a lot of places are locking back down again, so we decided, you know, I'm in Chicago, which was shut down again basically fully on Monday, so we decided let's devote a full episode to just kind of the recent. Uh, pieces of media that we've really been enjoying. So this is a, basically a pure, other than Nick's freaking trip down depression lane, this is basically a pure media episode. So we're diving into a couple of shows you'll expect for us to watch, and then we're going to dive into some things that maybe you didn't expect from us. So um, regardless of the genres you're into, give us a listen. Enjoy the enjoy the pod, and if you check out any of these forms of media and you enjoy them, let us know. And Nick taught himself to read. So it's, it's I read again. He had learned at some point. He then unlearned. So it's important that we, we take account of and celebrate the small victories, even in the darkest of times. So without further ado, I see the red light. Let's get a little weird. Let's talk media. Enjoy the episode. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's here's podcast. You're happy now. Your favorite podcast. Better than anyone. Welcome to episode 85. Go to going twice. Sold to these two motherfucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. That was good. What's up, guys? It's Nick. It's Keeks. It's here's podcast. You're happy now. Sipping some tea with some honey in it. We've all got to die someday, guys. And today's a cheerful episode brought to you by Spelunky Ham and Sausage. Serving Chicago's needs since 1929. Um, this is kind of like... <laughs> just looking at your face, watching you sip that tea and looking at your beanie. And just thinking about what I know we're going to talk about today and, and our last episode being the crossword episode. This is sort of like, it really is becoming more of just like video diaries of our spiral. Mm-hmm. Almost yeah. more than a podcast. Or audio diaries, you know? Yeah, I mean, the sorry, the best case for society, the best hope for society figuring their shit out is like, if you don't and we all die and someone eventually uncovers, you know, my hard drive. And they pull up. They have all these just hour-long Zoom conversations between us. And that's the only, like, clue they have hundreds of years from now of, of what this was like for people. They're not going to be coming up to... They're not They're not going to be drawing positive conclusions from that. So, unless you want us to be the face of what the human race was like in the 21st century. Yeah, I think we're still there. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like I, I would have, I said that with the same amount of question, question so like, intonation. Is it Saturday? Yeah. Is it Wednesday? Is it twenty first? Wednesday? Is it twenty first? What day is it? October? Yeah, is, it, is it March still? Yeah. So anyway, guys, it's yeah. Welcome back to the episode. Thanks so much, uh, so, so much for listening. I'm having a tough time today. I went to bed late. A lot of sleepless nights the past few nights for Keegs. You know, for everyone, it's it's a tough time. We've got some new lockdowns looming, so we've got a special episode for you today. We're not talking news because no one wants to talk news. It's all we can talk about anymore. So we did a crossword. You loved that. We knew you were going to love it, which is why we, there was zero surprise when people reacted to that positively. We were like, this is a great episode. We have great ideas based on this episode. People are going to love it. People love to just hear us talk. And we're going to do a little more of that. We've got an In My Brain coming from Nick, which will cheer you up. And then we've got, we're going to dive into some recent media to kind of keep you busy over this next lockdown that's looming over us. And we'll be here with you. We'll be smiling faces. You can, Nick, big smile. Let them hear our smiles. Nice. I mean, even a, even just that's smiling, a bright white smile. Even smiling for the camera just reminds me of like, man, like we used to take pictures of each other like out, like doing yeah. stuff. We used to have to like say cheese and smile or like let's all get a picture. Yeah, man. Yeah, I will. 
picture of me was taken, like in a in a social situation, long time. Yeah, a long time. No, it's funny. It's I, I know you and I had talked about this. I, I went on on like a, a socially distanced date um, recently, and it was kind of scary how much it was like. Oh my god, now I've got an itch for this. Like I forgot how much I miss conversing with people in public. Like yeah, drinking outside. Not when it's 34 degrees outside. That wasn't great. But, like, being in a restaurant. Like, living life in, like, a, a slightly more normal way. It's a dangerous drug, man. It's a dangerous drug. Talking to other people in public. I had gotten into a little bit of a routine of, like, seeing people. Like, definitely safely. We weren't doing inside right. stuff. But outside in the park, going for, like, you know, when Biden won, there was, there was much partying. And, like, that that was really, like, oh, man. Maybe this corner is going to get turned, and then <laughs> a week later, lockdown looms. Uh, and that probably gets to the In My Brain of the Week, which started not as a depressing thought, and mine is not in an attempt to be depressing, but I was having a conversation with uh, someone and uh, the other night, and the, what came up, just as a joke, I think someone said, like, put that put that on my grave. Leave that at my at my." at my grave site and I, my, mm-hmm. my in my brain or my question keegs was you know what would you want people to leave at your grave you know movies people always leave flowers sometimes like i went and visited lou gehrig's grave uh when i was in high school and people put baseballs and stuff on it like that and i thought of mine when i had this conversation i know what i want it to be um, i'm interested to hear yours for me i want people to leave like big italian sandwiches on my grave mm-hmm. you know because the I oil think, I want oil vinegar. I want a full range of cured meats, roasted red peppers, tomato oil, oregano. Yeah. Classic yeah. mustard or mayo or no? Just, no, just no, oil no, no, and vinegar. vinegar. Oil vinegar kind of situation. Okay. Fresh mozzarella. Like, doesn't it, yeah. And I want it to be like big sandwiches. I think that'd Yeah, be you like a spicy leave. salami or like just a just kind of your regular Genoa salami? On a sandwich like that, I'll have both. You like a sofrasada? Sofrasada, like capricola, like hot salami, real... Genoa salami. Do you like the fancy ham? I love the fancy ham. I like, no, for, for me, on those sandwiches, more is more. Like, I want my mouth yeah. to hurt as I open to reach well, yeah, out much shit's going I everywhere. I'm, I'm asking more in terms of, like, uh, the quality of the meat. Because I've found, my experience with Italians, and given, I you know, you, you have a connection by blood, and I, and I don't. Um, so we might, maybe we have a different connection to the sandwich. My thought with it is, like, every time I've gone with a with a nicer ham in particular mm-hmm. there's something about just having like the cold cut ham just just a brick just a brick of the, the rest of the salamis can be nice but just that brick of like boar's head ham just yeah. builds that sandwich together and i feel like it doesn't have the same allure if you have like a really fancy ham which brings there's just like too much going on at that point for me you know uh, see i like it fancy i i totally hear what you're saying i do really like the like I love just, like, the standard cold cuts. Love them. But I think for me on these sandwiches, I would want it all, you know, top quality. An, yeah, Italian, guy, an Italian guy yells at you about it for for a little while, how good it is, forces you to try it, then puts it on your sandwich. You really don't have any choice. Like, that's my... And, and I'd want people just, like, coming to my grave in droves, just leaving yeah. sandwiches. Then the birds yeah. come down, and they're going nuts. Like, it just... It, yeah, it would ensure that it's always a whole situation going on there. And then I think... A sandwich is just a great, uh, this is where it gets darker. Like, that's where I, I'm happy to be represented by a sandwich if I have to be on my grave, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, part of it's fancy, but, like, this is a real, like, it, it's satisfying, but not, 
it's not a five-star meal. It's not like he's asking him to leave, like, truffle oil on his grave. He's not asking him to leave flowers. He didn't take himself that seriously. But I, I think a sandwich is kind of a, like, I, I like identifying with the sandwich. Yeah, and I you guess know? if you're going to have a sandwich left on your grave, you might as well have the nice meats. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might exactly. as well have the nice meats. Yeah, so, so that's, I, that's I, what I, I want left on my grave. I want people to remember me by a sandwich. By a sandwich. Yeah. This I mean, is a good guy to eat sandwiches with. You well, and you are a great guy to eat sandwiches with. I love eating sandwiches. Yeah, you do. So when you, I, you have a good appreciation, like you have a good taste in sandwiches too. I don't feel like you're one of those people where it's like, why are we putting this on his grave? Yeah. So when I die, leave an Italian sandwich on my grave. Yeah, note to self. I'll yeah. get, and it'll be great. I'll buy one for myself, one for you. Yeah, you could eat eat it with me. Yeah, I will. Do the I voices and just rub it into your headstone. That's exactly what I want. Eat it. Open your mouth, Nick. Eat your sandwich. My grave stone could say, insert sandwich here. Yeah. Oh, I like that. A little, uh, little glory hole for the sandwich. A little glory hole for a sandwich. <laughs> and just putting sandwiches right yeah. into the ground. The local homeless sit behind it and just, you know, Perfect. get a, a free sandwich. And so now you're doing charity as well. Yeah, and also then my grave like becomes a little bit of like a social place, you know? It's like yeah. animals are coming to get food. People, or maybe the hungry are there. And, yeah. and it's really, I become a, I become a community center in many ways. Yeah. In a way that during my actual life, I could not, I never could be. Right. And then, you know, and then it, it goes further. It kind of spirals out of control. The local, you know, um, the local no-goods get confused about the purpose of the glory hole. And so suddenly now you've got, like, a whole after-dark scene that's going on at your tombstone. For sure. And so you've got, you know, you've got uh, wieners and, and submarine sandwiches. And that's that's your brand. Sort of. Sort of my brand, yeah. Yeah. The state. I, I think this works well for you. Yeah. What would you have in your? What would you like for me to leave on your grave? Uh, Should man, you leave? Yeah, me I don't want to cheat at you? this. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I don't want to cheat. Um. Because I was thinking about this. Um. And it's just kind of classic Keegan, like ruining the fun. I. I don't. I. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it would. I don't know if I want anything. Like I think that I'm at a point where I just think like, whatever cool thing. This is the problem with humans, is whatever cool thing. I could come up, like, for you to do at my grave. Yeah. There's someone out there who would make that look super stupid or has, like, ruined that already. Like, I've seen Instagram photos of people who, like, visit friends or relatives and they, like, they pour one out. Pouring one out is such a cool thing to do at a grave. And I've seen people go to, like, a grave with Fireball and pour it out in the most, like, cringy, stupid... No offense, I understand that, like, it's someone who meant a lot to you and that, like, this is... And in terms of burial customs, like, I, I think that's super profound. Like, that's, a, that's pieces of our, of our individual cultures that go back thousands and thousands of years. I think it's fascinating. Like, we've buried sandwiches, glory holes, wieners, pouring drinks out, burning bodies at the stake. Like, that's something yeah. that has just gone back to the beginning of time of, like, how we transition people into the next life. Um, all due respect. Like some people can do that in a way that makes them look like such a fucking idiot where it's like you're just you're really like pouring fireball out um, and you're videotaping yourself doing it we're like now yeah. it's not you know now it's not cool anymore so I, I pouring my pouring one out would have been fun but then I thought about it and I was like I don't want you guys to look like fucking idiots on social media when you're doing that to me and then I thought about maybe it would be fun just to have people like sit around the grave you know just come every Sunday you guys have to come and talk for an hour you don't have to talk to me, but you just set up your chairs in a circle and talk near me. But I thought about it, and I'm like, what if you guys gang up on me? You know? Oh, we probably would. Yeah, like, what if I'm left out? What if I feel left out about that? So I was like, fuck these guys. Get these guys. I'll fucking I'll haunt the shit out of you. Stay the fuck away from my grave. That's uh, fair. Yeah, we might say mean stuff. 
Yeah, you might say mean stuff. Peter will, you know? I know Certainly. Pete's going to say some mean stuff about me that I can't like defend I, myself I, against because yeah. I'll be dead. You know? I love you, Peter. But you know you'll get it. You'll get a shot in when I'm dead. Oh, for sure. We're all going to so, get shots in. You know, you're all going to you're all going to have your chance to. There's no there's no fear of me of it's me the like time. beating you guys up. So I I guess that's my answer is I, if I have to come up with something. You don't have to. You could also like I'm now picturing like uh, giving you a full on Baromir death. You know where it's like we just burn yeah. the boat, send you after. I honestly think that's the most appropriate. Make it a one time. You know. I want I want to, I want to ruin something for you guys forever. Like, give me a Baromir death, and then every time you see a boat, be like, "Fuck." Rest in peace, Higgs. That's profound in a funny way. I do like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like, like a candle. You're like, "Fuck that candle." It really reminds me of, of us of how we Baromir yeah. Keegan. Or it like is how, how Keegan's mom's still looking for his body. We didn't tell her we were gonna Baromir him. We like forgot to invite her. I mean, that's the other. You could do the uh, Graham. Uh, what's his name? God, he was a fucking country musician. Graham Parsons, where they buried him, and his buddies went and dug him up and went and buried him in the desert, where they all used to like go out and trip LSD. He yeah. like came from like a bougie family, and they like put him in like a you know a fancy gravesite after he died. And his buddies said, "Fuck no." They went in late at night, dug him up, drove him out to Joshua Tree or whatever, and stuck him in the ground there. Joshua Tree, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, he um, partied really hard, and that's why he died. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, to make this more cheerful, I, I think let's like let's stay very on brand. So, just like grind up a bunch of Cheetos, drop them over my grave, liter Diet Coke, just out in the soil. Oh, I love that. All right, kill the plants. Make sure I don't want any flowers growing. Yeah, we'll, st- we'll keep it on brand. There now, now, now everyone who was laugh who was like worried before can laugh. Yeah, no, I don't mean to make light of, of these situations. I'm these these yeah. will be. But you know, like if we have hopefully graves, are very timely deaths. Exactly you know? right. If we have graves, someone's yeah. gonna have to decorate them in some way. Which I will say, I'm not into into the idea of having a grave or being buried. We can yeah. cover that in a whole other time. But yeah, uh, you, that's not. I'm for gonna me. require written instructions. Yeah, I have I have, I have a plan. <laughs> I have a plan. I have a plan for you. My dad always <laughs> says he wants to be blended. He doesn't want to be cremated or buried. He wants to be blended into a smoothie. I love that. <laughs> it would be it would be a privilege to drink your dad. Oh hell yeah, it'd be great. Um, so much power. Yeah, well that was that was what I was thinking about this week. You know, a little dark, but I wasn't thinking about it from the dark angle. I mean, it's never too. It's, there's no shame in planning ahead. Being proactive so. is the first line of defense against being caught by surprise. Being caught with your pants down, you know. Yeah. We need to start writing our instructions now. That's actually what I want you guys to do. Bury me. Have a grave. When you go to my grave, you have to... You don't pee on my grave, but you have to do the full third grader pee on trees nearby at the same time where your pants are around your ankles and your butts are out. That's perfect. Please don't desecrate anyone's grave, but like on nearby bushes, it needs to be synchronized. You can be right in a row, and you can take a picture every time. You yeah, can we could... that on social media. We could get you a huge funeral plot so that it's like surrounded by a ring of trees. Yes. Your grave, and then we can all pee, you know, without risk of public urination or indecency yeah that's yeah. you know between honoring me and breaking the law which one you choose <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do yeah Yell that's out. fine you, you guys... <laughs> <laughs> that's probably enough of that huh speaking of death <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of death um and and sad things so uh, you know we're moving towards another lockdown guys no one likes it no one likes it um but here we are we're gonna make it we're gonna pull through if uh, you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things, if this all started in March, and if you had the whole window of it of like how long it was going to be super bad for, it's uh, 
you know, there's there's light on the horizon, right? Vaccines are I, coming. Yeah, we've got new leadership that's hopefully gonna do a little, do us some favors, and it sucks for us right now. It really sucks, but we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine, and we're here to help you out with that. A couple happy dudes. We've been absorbing an, an inordinate amount of, of media so far. Um, and we're going to dive into some of our favorite shows to kind of help you get through the next uh, 48 hours. And then next week, maybe we'll come up with some more. Yeah. That's the hard thing with giving media recommendations. This is like back in the need to give recommendation, you check back in a month later. Somebody be like, yeah, I finished that show. And what should I watch now? Now we've got nothing to do. And it's like, well, I finished that show in 12 hours. Right. You know? It's over from, yeah. It's over. That's why I'm looking at different types of media here to, that hopefully will keep you going long. You know, for video games the same way. All sorts of... Yeah. We're just back at phase one now, which is going to be hard. You know, there's no Tiger right. King anymore. So, God. yeah. We need things outside of the... Uh, like, for me, like I'm not going to watch... Are you going to watch The Queen's Gambit? Um, I mean, no, probably not. I just have a problem with... Uh, it's the same yes. thing with The Social Dilemma. Something I'm, I would be super interested in watching, but... I'm weird about that. You know, like, I'm just weird about when something is really popular. I have an aversion to watching it, which I yeah. don't understand. It's not because it's popular. But it, I think it is in some way. But I'm just not someone who's like, wow, they said this was really good. I need to watch it. I'm always someone who's like, I don't really feel like watching that right now, you know? I have that contrarian bent, too. But I also saw people like, we're not the only ones who have that. I saw, I think I saw, like, a culture critic, a woman on Twitter saying that same thing, which is like, bummer that I'm... I didn't come up on this at the exact right moment where now like everything I do has to be uh, adversarial toward the queen towards the queen's gambit. Right. Like I'm sure if I had watched it two weeks ago, I would have been all on the Twitter discourse of how great it is. But for whatever reason now too much, I'm not going to watch it ever. And it, yeah, it's and turned just, me off. I feel like I miss that most of the time. Like I feel like I just, I, I very rarely time it correctly. Yeah. Um, which is kind of ironic based on the fact that like I, feel like i'm pretty in tune with new stuff that's coming out and do a decent amount but i also feel like maybe i don't watch the stuff that you'd expect to people to watch like right off the bat like i don't i don't, I don't know yeah, but i'm trying I to remember like the last thing we were like really on like i did watch tiger king but i think i watched it a good month and a half after the shithead and i think more to just like talk about it yeah, I was I was I was not at the beginning of it. I but I I came into uh, into the right point where it's like I wasn't bombarded with it yet. Right. Like a couple people had said like this is a wild thing you should watch and then once I started watching, maybe it's just confirmation bias. I saw it everywhere. But then at, by that time I was in, so it's not a huge deal. Right. Um where you know, Game of Thrones for me is the big one where it's just like I didn't get in at the right time and now because I'm not in, it just fucking annoys me. Yeah. You know, like I missed it. And for whatever reason, the barrage of you have to watch this, you must watch this, it's the best thing ever. I'm just like, right. well, yeah, just whenever expectations get so high. Yeah. I think that's the hard thing about suddenly Twitter is like 10 years ago, you know, people watching The Office or whatever was coming out at the time, you'd be like, you could open up a magazine and be like, wow, The Office is great. You could hear from a friend, The Office is great. But, like, even that is more personalized. You're going to like this because of this. Like, and it's the person giving that opinion to you. It was clearly subjective. I love The Office for this reason. It wasn't like, now we have Twitter and it's like, Queen's Gambit is like the quarantine cure. It's amazing for all of these concrete reasons. If you don't, yeah. and like, there's just something about being bombarded with that information that I just find exhausting. Where it's like, 
so hard to not go into something with a bar already established for what you expect of it you know um like i these days every movie i watch i try to get as little information about it as possible beforehand just because like um like what movie i feel like i i had this recently um ready or not and knives out came out at like about the same time and from what i remember hearing was like I heard so much more publicity about Knives Out. Yeah. Like, Knives Out so much fucking fun. It's amazing. It's super fun. I think these movies came out within five months of each other. Something like um, that, yeah. Of, like, and similar bases of, like, super eccentric rich families, and that's kind of, and murder. Um, so heard a bunch about Knives Out, watched Knives Out, and I was, like, totally fine with it. But it's a movie that I, like, texted through, where I was like, this is fine. I don't have any concrete problems with it, but I also don't totally understand the hype. And then I saw Knives Out was, I mean, Ready or Not was on HBO. And I was like, I'm doing zero research in this. I'm just going to watch it. And I enjoyed it so much more. And that could be the subject matter of the movie or like the way it was done. But I just had such, I just had so much more fun with with none of the like, this movie is like, you're going to love this movie. Yeah. You know, I just hate that. Don't You don't know me. I will surprise you. about. I, how I really liked Knives Out, but I also felt like I went in being like, I didn't read anything about it, but I was like, oh, a lot of sl- like a lot big cast. Yeah, I kind of like the director, I guess. Or people tell me I should like the director. I'm not really sure why. And um, like looks like my kind of thing. And that was mm-hmm. for me. I I'm the opposite of you, as you know. I do a lot of like following along shit, right? Wait, yeah, even if yeah, I don't right. see it. And, it's, and it's... but I like that because I went and being like, I don't know. This looks like I know what it's gonna be. Ready or not, looks kind of cool. Though. That's the one where the actress looks a lot like Margot Robbie, right? Dude, I thought it was Mark Robbie the entire time. Yeah, she looks time. exactly like her. Yeah, I never, and I've never, I wasn't familiar with this actress. I think she's on the come up. I don't know her name, though. Yeah, I mean, I think she's probably, she was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I started watching The, Invinci- the Invisible Man, and I was too scared. Oh, I watched that. Not for me. Not for you. I made it 30 seconds into it, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this by myself. And, you know, actually, I will remind me to come back to that, because that movie has a problem in it that I want to address for a reason I like one of the things I'm going to recommend. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I also totally, this wasn't on our outline, and it's I wrote it down. I watched the movie Adrift. Which one's Adrift? That's the one we talked about two and a half years ago. Shailene Woodley. Oh, and yeah! the guy seduces her and convinces her to go sailing across the Pacific, and they get, like, caught in this fucking storm. Yeah. So years ago, for those of you that didn't listen to that episode, in the peak of Here's a Podcast, we're happy now, in our, in our full gimmick mode, um, I still fully buy into this. Our whole problem with this movie was, like, Shailene Woodley is, is, is just, like, I don't know. I have a huge celebrity crush on Shailene yeah, Woodley. Yeah, we stand. She's so fucking... We stand Shailene Woodley. She's so fucking cool. She's so... She's progressive. Like, she's smart. She's, like, super in tune to these issues. She's put... She's ballsy as hell. She's putting her... Like, she was... She's at protest. She was, like, um, at Standing Rock. Like, she's doing all the shit, and she's yeah. also gorgeous. And it... And our whole thing was, like, if you happen upon Shailene Woodley on this tropical island, and you're lucky enough for Shailene Woodley to fall in love with you. Why would you do something so stupid as to risk your life and sail across an ocean 
when you when like I would just bubble wrap like I would bubble wrap our house I'd be like we've done it like I've achieved what I'm here to achieve and uh, nothing's gonna happen to you I'm not gonna throw you in the middle of a fucking like you're not gonna get in a car you're not gonna ride a bike like you're gonna get fully padded up rollerblading you're right. not gonna get in a sailboat and like sail through a hurricane what's the point of taking out any more risks yeah right I'm not gonna spit in God's face you yeah. know um, hey God thanks for like you know letting this this amazing woman see in me what I see in her let's sail through a hurricane right so wait how was the movie Dude, it was actually was very good. No way. Yeah, it's I can't really talk about it at all because I'll spoil it. But it's told in a it's it's done in a good way. It's told with flashbacks. Um, oh. It didn't terrify me any less of the ocean, which is the whole issue in the first place. And the ocean is terrifying. For those of you out there, sailing across an ocean on a sailboat is one of my like. That's my seventh circle. It terrifies me to such a, it, an outstanding degree. Just open ocean, drowning, not for me. Uh, so yeah, pretty. Uh, but the, it's a true story. The the it's badass story. It's a badass story. It's a it's cool true. movie. It's true. Yeah, it's based on a true story. Don't do any research on it ahead of Come time. Um, but yeah, so that's a good quarantine watch. If you if you're like, wow, it sucks to be stuck inside. You'd be like, well, what if I was stuck outside for three months sailing a boat? better to be inside. trying to like hit hawaii you know not for could me. be worse not no not for me back to ready or not quickly yeah just, okay just doing a little desk research the name yeah. of that actress is samara weaving she's hugo weaving's daughter and once you see it you can't really unsee it oh yeah that's you know, hugo elrond yeah. uh oh, yeah of course mr. Go on. mr anderson mr anderson mr. But what's anderson. his name agent agent smith agent smith yeah they yeah. kind of i mean you can tell she's his, his daughter yeah, that's super funny. Yeah. yeah, the movie's good. Yeah, I want to check really, it out. That seems like a good... It's, it's fun. It's a fun yeah. movie. Invisible Man, not worth it. Not, not that good. It. I, just, I love Elizabeth... Uh, Moss. God, Moss. Fucking love yeah. her. Incredible actress. Together but, we form one mind. Yeah. One average. Yeah, we, we can get one actress's name one between the two mind. of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that movie's not good. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um... So what, what media have you been high on? What we're we doing first? We're doing Wayne first? Yeah, we're going to do Wayne first. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm sure everyone here who's an Amazon Prime has seen has seen trailers for Wayne. Um, Wayne's a show basically about a two kids from Brockton, Mass. Uh, uh, both from like pretty broken families. Uh, kid's name's Wayne. He has this... The, the show is like... The whole thing they go off of is like brought to you by the writers of Deadpool. And they describe this kid as like a dirty Harry. And it's, like, basically this kid who is, you know, basically drop, gets kicked out of school over and over again for fighting and just has, like, a very clear moral compass. So, like, when he sees someone beating someone else up, he just, like, kicks the shit out of them with a hammer. And so it's, like, a super graphic, like, violent, like, but you're also rooting for the kid because you're, like, all right, like, he's, he's sticking up for people, but he just, like, he's, he's taking the law in his own hands. You know? Right, and so the story is basically his dad dies, and he and his like brand new girlfriend, also for, dealing with her own shit. D, um, Wayne and D basically trek from Brockton, Massachusetts to Florida to get his dad's car, which has like been stolen by his his mom's like ex or his mom's new husband. It's a whole thing, and so there's and it's 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 super similar to End of the Fucking World, 
which is uh. another Netflix show about like, and that one's really similar of like the kid, the 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 boy in that is like a serial killer basically. He's like a he's a, he's sociopath. a sociopath, yeah, right. So he's like burned his hand in acid. He doesn't feel pain, and it's like he's discovering his humanity through this girl that he's with that is also dealing with their own stuff. So there's so, I mean, there are like numerous parallels. Um, I like Wayne better right off the bat just because I like the lead actors way more. Like mm-hmm. Wayne and D, they look so fucking young um, and they just crush it. Like they just do a great job and it's, it's pretty funny. The episodes are super short. It's like 10 episodes, 12 episodes, 30 minute episodes. Um, and it's just fun. It's the the downside of it, which I told you, is like, I I think that like the making fun of, of Boston is funny, um, like making fun of Massholes is funny. But it, it there are moments where I was just like, this is like you're clearly just harping on this joke over and over again of like. I mean, Keegan, once like, once people, people catch up to the funny. fact, yeah, once people like get tired of laughing at Boston accents, like SNL will end. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they run out of material right. and they're like, I guess we could just do like another, another Boston skit. Right. Well, it, to credit SNL, like they do a really good job of like finding the subtle intricacies that like make those jokes funny. Like the Duncan skit is super funny and the, the most recent like pumpkin ale skit is funny because like I was talking to a friend of mine from Boston and he nailed it. He was just like, yeah, it's just they didn't just get the fucking townie. Like they got everybody. They got like the north the guy went to northeastern the guy went to fucking bates and is there with his boat like they got like boston is such a weird mix of people it's they're gonna run out of such a strange <laughs> right wayne doesn't do that like their jokes are so much more like we're from brockton we talk like mass holes and if we just like act like idiots like there are characters in that show who just are meant to be idiots yeah and that's fine i guess my defense for that is like it doesn't need it's not meant to be a super funny show it's funny but it's like not trying to break the ground with this humor. It's like a pretty fun, touching story of like, ah, these kids are like figuring out what it's like to like be in a relationship or like what's important in life through these lessons they're learning in like this coming of age story across the country. It's definitely a fun watch, you know. And it's super it's, violent, right? It, yes. Yeah. It's like super um it's not like crazy, crazy violent, but it is. There are moments where you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's pretty violent. It's pretty violent, but it, it's it's just like it. the 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 thing that saves it is the chemistry between like Wayne and D, like these two kids. It just they're like, they're awesome. Ciara Bravo. Ciara Bravo. There we go. Um, I don't know anything about her. I don't know if she's been in anything else, but there are moments where it's like. You look like you're 13 years, and you're playing a 15 year old. Like you look like you're 15, and yet you're wise beyond your years. And like, I think that it's not necessarily unrealistic. It sometimes it's a little ridiculous. We're like, wow, like who the like this? Am I supposed to believe this? But right. it is really it, it, they they just are so good together, it, and that's kind of worth it on its own. And it's yeah. fun. It's just like a fun watch, you know. You just cruise cruise through it. You'd love it because it's just like it, what it is. It's a mix of like end of the fucking world and drive like that's what wayne is he's got a he's got a funny jacket there's just it's just like a, there's a ton of metal in it um oh, that and kind of sweet yeah like you'd really like it <laughs> you'd really like it i gotta check it out i really like the i really like the name 
I know it's yeah. kind of a stupid thing to like, but like I I love I love the show just called Wayne. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. It looks like yeah, stylized in a cool way and like Yeah. It feels very much like it's so in line with the shows that Netflix and Amazon have been putting up for the past two years. Yeah. Of just like clean, short, done in a super stylized way. Not doing that much that different at the end of the day. Um like I would say of the Amazon Prime shows is one probably like has the most in common with what you'd expect from a Netflix show. Of like you finish it and it's not like you watch The Sopranos or Barry or like a show where you think about it for a, lo- a long time afterwards. But it does, you do, it is just like good watching. And what do you, oh. what better shit do you have to do? Nothing. It's heavy metal. Wait. It's super stylized. And there are some, there are some well-known people in it. It's fun. Also, is this the dude from Sing Street? Do you see Sing Street? Yeah. Which guy? Mark McKenna Wayne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the... Oh, okay, I love this kid. He's like the real musician yeah. in Sing Street. He's not the front man, but he's the like... Uh, yeah, he's like player. the cool guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, the, he's the cool player. guy. Dude, he's Dude, that amazing. movie fucking rules. Yeah, that he's great in that movie. Rules. He's super yeah, so cool. He, and he's, he crushes it in... He crushes it in Wayne. He fucking crushes All it. Alright, I'm sold. That sounds super dope. Yeah. Watch it for the two of the two of them. If yeah. if anything else, that's it. Um, it. It sounds like the chemistry is uh, sex education esque too, which I think is another yes. show. That, like, yeah, and I love, love sex education. Uh, I want to talk about yeah. sex education our next romance episode because I'm oh, good, curious yeah. about it. Well, that's not true. I, yeah, I just I there seems are like a real romance sex, guys show. Sex education where it's like I'm the most curious. It's just like stuff I'm not super qualified to talk about as like a straight guy. Like I am super interested in sex education in terms of like comparing that to shows that like were in the 90s that did the same shit yeah you know what i mean like i'm just curious what it's like to grow up and you watch a show like sex education as opposed to like watching friends and like what your concept of like what sexuality is and like what's accepted would change based on that is super interesting we should save it it makes me psyched too because that's a it's it's a promising it's that's an optimistic point of view to take i think yeah, you that's know? your that's your only dose of, dose of optimism for this week's episode. Yeah, when uh, we won't even talk about it anymore. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your so mine was Wayne. I've been enjoying that. What's yeah, your so, your you're dabbling in other forms of media though now? Too, oh right? yeah, I'm also dabbling in an old form called print media. Holy uh, shit! I started reading Dune, and a little bit it goes back to the thing we were talking about. Is like I wanted you know I saw the trailer for Dune the movie. I have some understanding of Dune in the world as, like, a science fiction fantasy uh, pillar of, like, this was a really important... It's, like, got a cult following and all that. I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, man, I think, I think this movie looks sweet. You and I are David Lynch fans, so I'd heard about, you know, he did Dune. He really wanted it to be great, and he, like, lost Final Cut privileges and disavowed the whole thing, and people say it's absolutely terrible and a cult thing now. Um, I like to read... I don't read as much as I'd like to. I go in like real spurts. I finally finished a book that I did not like, and I started Dune, being like, I just want to see. I want to see what this is about. Uh, I think it's unbelievable. I think it's so good, and I can tell you the reasons why. One, first of all, I think the trailer for the movie is a really good trailer. Have you seen the can trailer? I cut you off for a quick second. I'm so yeah. sorry. Okay, I'm really curious in this. I do think it's really funny. I'm totally with you. Of like, when you're reading a book that you don't like. It's so funny where your head goes. You're like, do I not know how to read anymore? Like, yeah. is this just something that I no longer, like, why can I not read more than a page at a time? 
like do I have I forgotten how to do it? Have I do I no longer get joy? It, like when you're watching a bad movie, you're never like fuck. Do I just not like movies anymore? I guess I don't like <laughs> movies. Yeah, or you're not like I'll try to. Uh, sometimes you watch a movie you don't like. I'm just like I'm gonna turn this off. For right. me, I can't do that with a book I don't I like. Can't, yeah, like. Especially if I make it past like, like a quarter of the way through. Feel like such a fucking failure when you're like mm-hmm. oh, I just I guess I'm not gonna it. read the book. Yeah. So sorry, keep on going. So you saw no, the you're trailer. fine. But then, but then you're right. You get to the moment where you get a book you do like, and you're like, oh, I forgot that reading is like as fun as any other thing. Right, like, I'm you, the best can, reader in the world. Yeah, and you can fly through stuff. Saw the trailer, and I was like, man, this movie looks sweet. What I really respect about the trailer is everything that happens in the trailer happens in the first 50 pages of the book, and the oh, book cool. is 900 pages long. That's so I was like, oh shit! Like you look like you're about 300 pages into it. I am. I'm about 300 pages in, and it just moves, man. A, I yeah. see it, it. Just the thing flies, and what I like about that is like I, I wouldn't say it's like an easy read. I think it's like you know, it's there's all sorts of timelines and, and it's dense and well written. I think um, I like that stuff happens quickly, which is cool. Like they're moving it. He clearly had an idea. There's yeah. so many themes of like. It's about colonialism. It's about coming of age. It's about, in you know, many of the ways a lot of great science fiction things are. What I wanted to bring it back to, um, um, Invisible Man, okay, and Ooh. Ooh. the TV show Dark, and Twin Peaks, and yeah. uh, any sort of like science fictiony fantasy thing. Westworld for me. I shouldn't say this. This is just my opinion. Like, there's a really fine line for me of like over explaining and like uh, i think a lot of science fiction fantasy relies on like world building in a really nice way that like allows you to like live in this world that has its own lore and rules and i think it's important to have a really set number of those and an understanding of how those work but i also think there needs to be like fungibility to that and flexibility twin peaks to me it's like all flexibility no rules right like anything can Mm -hmm. happen it could mean nothing i really like that because then you get to fill it in westworld dune i was just like man like you really had me with this like this vibe and this mystery and then you kind of try to like over explain it in the back end to like make me feel like it has to be real life and like i Mm -hmm. don't like that dune doesn't do any of that dune is just like oh you don't understand what's going on like you just got to trust that you're going to figure it out and that like this timeline is all going to come together and so far everything just has like right when i'm in a moment where i'm like oh i'm confused like i don't know who this person is it's just like trust me boom next chapter you figure out who it is and it adds to this like larger ever-growing cast of characters like political strengths and weaknesses like i think a game of thrones does people like and i just think that's like a respectful way to like uh treat a viewer or reader and a really satisfying way to do it of like i now trust that this book is going to take me to somewhere really cool and uh somewhere powerful and and that's a really good feeling that also allows me to like imagine things on my own and, and engage with it uh, so that's a, that's a big soapbox that I just went on, but no, I think that's pretty. I mean, the funny because I was curious about your thoughts on Dune because what I'd heard from my nerd squad was like, great, great book, but so overwhelming with lore, like so easy I to get lore. lost in, right? But I think that's pretty cool. Like, I think that's really sweet. Um, yeah. So I'm curious. The the thing that I I because hearing how excited you are about it, I am now very much because my dad loves dune like sick i can't wait to see him next time and talk to him about dune. <laughs> loves dune what i was worried about was like i just remember so vividly girl with the spider dragon, dragon. Tattoo coming out yeah and i remember 
hearing that the book was amazing and people being so excited for the movie. And so I read the book, given different length, right? Like maybe yeah. 200 pages. And then saw the movie. And my thought was, and I thought the movie was supposed to be pretty good. But I just remember being like, it's just what happens in the book happens in the movie. Right. So I just felt like I was just like, knew it was going to happen. There was no surprise. It's like kind of fun to see it take life. But that's my question. That's my worry of like, the. I didn't even watch the trailer for the movie. Because I just heard it was so amazing. The trailer looks good. So, but and that's my torn because obviously everyone's like rather the book than the movie, and I do think there's something to it. Like obviously, if you read a 900 page book, like that is gonna give you something more than necessarily you'd get from a movie because you just can't have a, a movie that is gonna encapsulate all that. Yeah. But at the same time, like let's not joke around and say that like the movie, like the Lord of the Rings movies, like don't they bring those books to life in just a magnificent way, and mm-hmm. and. I think maybe sometimes like some of the older books, like the older science fiction, like when something's written in such a, a deep, complex way, which which is good, then when you have a movie show it to you, it's it's cool in that way. But I am nervous of like, what if I read Dune, but then I watch this movie and it just it's just not a, it's just not rewarding. Yeah, you know I, mean? I also have that worry now. Um, I think like Lord of the Rings, maybe though, because like the stuff is so long. Yeah. They're like, I'm already interested to see, like, what they cut and how they, like, adapt. Because I think the challenge mm-hmm. with, like, the development of this movie is, like, how do you adapt something that's, like, right. this dense and big into something that's, like, watchable? Right. Um, but I'm struggling already to, like, separate. Like, I see Paul, the main character, as Chalamet now. Like, when I imagine yeah. it in my head, it's Timmy. Which, I think they did a great job casting it based on the description in the book. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, uh, that you know... I'm not getting the fully, like, when I first read Harry Potter as a kid, there was a vision of who Harry Potter was in my head before I saw the movies. Yeah. That, like, now yeah. I don't, I can never recall. I can never get that back of, like, what I right. what I truly imagined him to be. That's a little bit of a bummer. So I, I get that. I'm still going to watch the movie because I'm interested to see how it does. But I, I agree with you that it's probably going to uh, dampen my, my expectations and reaction, I think, to the movie. Although I will say, the take that I just had, it's old. That's a 2018 take, 2019 take. At this point in our lives, the world we're looking at today, we're looking at what can you pour the most hours into so that you make it through the goddamn day. Jam band music and Dune, baby. (laughs) And I'm just going to say, like, the Dune movie is going to take up, like, tops three and a half hours of your time. Dune the book, and, and, like, so you're going to watch that on a rainy afternoon, and it's going to, like, you're going to put it on at 2 p.m., you know, in November, and, like, it's going to be dark outside and still raining when you finish. Or yeah. you could read the Dune book and you could get through December. You know, in November, December, maybe into January. And then you, you've, you're fully absorbed in it. And that, I will I say this. Yeah. I think there's something to that. How many there's, hours can we can we lose in media? There's also, it's like, to me, it feels like working out in some ways too. Where like I get a measure of satisfaction that like I was quote unquote productive when I read. Even though like reading dune is not i'm not learning i'm not like you're getting you're preparing yeah well that's true but it gives me a sense of satisfaction of like oh i'm reading a book and enjoying a book that makes me Mm -hmm. feel better than like i'm just grinding on mlb the show to no end yeah i don't know why it's like there's such a value thing in there that i don't think that i think is kind of shitty like i think screens are fine but it does feel good that's my that's my dune soapbox invisible man you know could have been great but then i think they i don't want to spoil it they really try to explain like 
how is he the invisible man in a way where I was like, this isn't that fun. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Like, I'm not interested in the technology here. Spoiler that alert. fun. Yeah, like, that yeah, also takes thanks, away yeah. the, like, the fear for, for me. Mm. Like, okay. Cool suit, man. <laughs> like, Dude, sorry. you're going to continue to spoil it for me? Like, spoiler <laughs> alert for Invisible Man. It's not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> what's your last, uh, I think we got one more recommendation. Yeah, well, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna switch it um, because I, the science fiction talk has really got me on. There's a show. Have I, did I talked about the Expanse on on a pod yet? No, but I'm interested about it. Yeah, so I I have been meeting. I back when I was doing a lot more writing before I, I moved and was really doing more job searching. Um, I really wanted to do a like a compare and contrast between this science fiction show, The Expanse, and another like beloved science fiction show from not my childhood Battlestar Galactica the remake um and I'm trying to remember the exact parallels I thought it was a super interesting dichotomy between them because I think these are both shows that like you mentioned Battle like Battlestar Galactica has such a cult loving and it's so because of the office Mm -hmm. synonymous with like nerd dumb just like Bears beats Battlestar Galactica um which kind of does a disservice to the show because it really is uh, the disadvantage with Battlestar is like it hasn't aged well. But like this is a show that was coming out like two thousand, I want to say two thousand four to like two thousand and nine. Yeah, maybe like that. maybe it's like two thousand three to two thousand seven. But like this is right in like the Bush post nine eleven like Bush years, and there's a lot of political shit that is like the show worked through political intrigue that like we were dealing with i remember i wasn't you know was i able to understand it all being in like middle school no but i do remember like it really was delving into topics that like were not science fictiony you know like the setting itself was science fictiony um and so i think that was the interesting dichotomy between these shows so like Battlestar is you know humans have settled on these planets and they, the AI technology that they've been developing basically rebels, the, um, the cyclons. And they, they embed themselves by, by basically these cyclon, these AI programs that look like humans, embed themselves in, and get like the nuclear codes and blow everything up. And so the humans basically find themselves on this ancient, basically retired warship, the Galactica. Um, that was on like a tour when the world blew up and so all of humanity is in this fleet that's basically led by this antique you know like the equivalent of taking like a battleship you know the enterprise and being like well this is our warship now and it basically so they and they're just navigating through space trying to find earth um so super science fiction like based story right ai cyclons robots that look like humans navigating space but then when you get into the nitty-gritty of it it's much more political you're like all right this is like this president represents george w bush right like these are the issues that they're dealing with here this is the political intrigue we're dealing with in this show we're dealing with immigrant rights we're dealing with you know with education um the expanse is a much newer show um done by Amazon and the good news is that well we'll get to that later 
Expanse is is comes at it from a different way, where it's much more grounded in terms of its like basis for for just like its plot. And that is that basically you just fast forward 200 years and we've colonized because Earth is so polluted. We've colonized Mars and we've colonized Mars to the extent where like people have been born on Mars and cool. so that their body chemistries are different. And Mars is like a separate political entity to Earth. And then on top of that, you then have basically we've built farming colonies and like mining operations in space in the asteroid belt and so then you have people that are born in outer space that are called belters so you basically got the guys earthers you've got the guys on mars you've got the martians and then you've got the belters who are the lower class like the lower economic system of this whole political arena um and it's so on the basis basis it's just like that's the those are That's the three cool. parties that are bashing. And so you've got, in the first season, it does it in an incredible way where you've got, you know, a detective who basically is like operating in a city, you know, on an asteroid belt. You've got an Earth based politician trying to, ne you know, negotiate avoiding war with Mars. And you've got your main characters who are like basically the equivalent of like intergalactic truck drivers where they're like on a mining ship and they're caught in the middle of all of this. Um, and so it's super, it's just like more grounded in concepts and what they actually dive into, like the more you get into it, the more sci-fi, like the more sci-fi the stuff they're dealing with becomes like there is an element of science fiction that is based in like aliens that is introduced into it, but it's so gradual that I, it, so it's kind of opposite in that way. To Battlestar, we're like Battlestar. You're like, wow, I'm watching a science fiction show, but oh wait, actually, I'm watching like this could be The West Wing, as opposed yeah. to The Expanse. We're like, I'm kind of watching like this. It's kind of like a political, like this is not like it takes place in space, but there's it's like a political drama. It's a political drama, and then you're like, wait, but now there's this. Now we're starting to get these this sense of of artificial or like of of alien life. Um, the advantage is that. Um, Battlestar doesn't age that well. I know that we'd watch Battlestar. We had a tough time getting through it. it. Yeah, it, it's Battlestar is tough just because the first episode is so long. It's like five hours long, but it is incredible. If you're like looking for something and you think it sounds good, you should check it out because it has an amazing cast. Like it's it's got people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got people and it's really fucking good. And it and it is a show that like as it builds, you're like you get five seasons in and you love the characters and you care what's going to happen to them. Um, and there are some really cool ideas of like religion and um, in just, I mean, kind of, it's, there's just a ton of really profound themes that you dive into. The Expanse doesn't age poorly. It looks amazing. It's a really good show. Who runs Amazon? Why am I blanking on his name? Bezos. Bezos. Bezos loves it. So it's like, it, it's been extended forever. I love that kind of power. Yeah, you love it. Where you're just like, well, this because the problem with sci-fi stuff is like, you appeal to an audience. Like, this is the problem why there aren't that many good sci-fi shows. Is like, sci-fi is such a, a incredibly diverse, varied genre yeah. that like 
you put I write a sci-fi show that you think is incredible and seven other people are going to think it fucking sucks because it doesn't fit their definition of what they want it's, right it's what I was yelling about earlier yeah like people yeah. love those shows I don't like them because I have specific you know like right I know so Westworld's a good show but I don't like right. aspects of it so I'm not going to be into it yeah you go on sci-fi network and you're like what am I you have no idea what you're going to watch you're drawing it out right. of a hat and so a lot of times you have the communities that really fall in love with shows is not where the money is. So it's kind of nice change of pace where like the money loves this show. That's cool. And it's a good show and it's a show that subverts like the the cliches and um, like the classic tropes of the sci-fi genre. You really care about the characters. It's um it's good. It's really I would I would highly recommend the expanse. Um, cuz it's it's like four seasons. It's four seasons of really good like hour long TV and I would say like you if you're gonna watch it if you're listening to this you're like I would give this show a chance you just gotta watch the first season because the the first season really does it's like you've got eight it's like the first season of Game of Thrones kind of where like you start with eight different pieces and you have got no idea how they relate to one another because you're still learning the world That's and cool. by the time you get those pieces don't really come together until the end of the first season once you get into the second, third, fourth season, like you're really following one storyline because all you you now understand like the weight of what's happening and you now understand like what like oh, everyone was on this path for this reason and now we're now we're in the storyline. Whereas you're watching this first one, you've got a detective who's like chasing down a missing girl. You've got a bunch of miners that have been taken hostage and their ships blown up, you don't know by who. And you've got this politician on Earth who's like trying to avoid a war. You're like, what the fuck do these things have to do with one another? And it comes, that's cool. And then it kind of comes together. So you got If you're gonna give it a shot, watch the first season. It's like it's good TV. And if you get to the end of the first season, you're like, nah. If you if the first season ends and you're not into it, then you're not gonna like the show. Right. Don't don't keep pre- don't wait for something else to happen. Right. Yeah. It's just and I like I like shows like that. I like shows like that where you're, and it sucks. There are gonna be people out there like, oh, let's watch a whole season of it. I also understand that. I'd much rather be like, you can watch three episodes, you'll know if you're like it. My, my whole leftover stance. You watch the first right. three episodes, you don't like it three episodes, you're not going to like it. But it's it just like, it's a show that like, when it shows you what it's got, you know what it's got. Yeah. You know? You have to give it a chance though. I think that's part of the problem these days with like with the streaming shit. It's the same with dating apps. It's like, if you're not so into a show, you know, in the old days, like you put out a show once a week and then you really have like, Maybe you had another show, but it was like if if you've committed you were, to something, yeah, yeah. If you were watching like I'm trying, if like you're watching The Sopranos, an episode of Soprano com- comes out, and you're like, all right, I'm thinking about The Sopranos, and then you're like, fuck, I wish I could watch The Wire, but you're like, fuck, The Wire's not in season right now, like they're filming. Whereas now you're like, you watch an episode of The Sopranos, you're like, well, either I'll watch another episode of The Sopranos. Or you'll be like, I'll watch True Detective season one because that's on, you know, yeah. that's streaming. So I even I, even yeah, when we're watching Twin Peaks as the new stuff came out, like there's something so fun about something being coming out in an episodic way, where it's like this is our mm-hmm. moment to watch this, and like yeah. we have to sit on it for the week mm-hmm. and think yeah. about it, and like what you get is what you get because I do think like newest season of Twin Peaks. This is an old reference now, but like if you were to sit down and watch that now. It's very easy that you'd be turned off. Mm-hmm. Where you'd be like, man, like this episode was a complete waste of time. But like, something about getting hyped for like what's going to happen next week is so fun. Yeah. And it's hard. I, it sucks that um, 
It sucks that we're so, like... Society. Yeah. Like, it just sucks that we're so programmed now to not like that. Yeah. You know, like, The Boys. Amazon put out The Boys on a weekly schedule release date. I really liked The Boys. It's a groundbreaking show. Like, not necessarily, but it is really good. But I found myself in a spot where I was like, instead of watching it one at a time on Friday... And having the week to think through it. I'd rather not watch it for three weeks and have three episodes to watch back to back to back. And that's so fucking sad. Like, that's yes. so sad. And I think, so here's an idea. If you're living with roommates, you're, you're staring down the face of another lockdown. We did this in our apartment, and we're super smart because we have a podcast. True. What you should do is think, you have a have a, have a night of the week where you watch a one episode. Like, find a show that no one's watched. This was one of the best things we did at our old apartment. We don't talk no, about it here now. We went through people with each guy got to select a TV show that everyone got to watch together. And it was a one night a week, at, you know, or it'd be like maybe two nights a week where you'd be you'd find the night where you're gonna watch an episode. And it just is. It, I think it's great for quarantine because you're you can watch a show you don't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily push yourself to watch in the first place. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, you're on a schedule. Right, which we all need during quarantine, and you've got something you can talk about. You're on the stage, and like, yeah, there would be times where we'd watch two episodes in a row because it was so good. Right. But it just was different, and it was just different. You no, know? you're right. It's nice about not having like the burden of choices off you. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. yeah, you watch something that might be not your usual choice. Because I think now the anti TikTok argument is that like we just get fed the same choices, right? You know. Which makes it really hard to step out of a comfort zone. I'm not in the mood for a drama right now. It's like, what if I had said that and missed the leftovers? Because I was like, I don't really feel like committing to something. Right. Right. Because also then you realize, like, what fucking mood am I in? Right. You know, like, I think it's, I just can't trust that feeling at all when I, I, the mood I'm in is, I prefer to stare at my phone and, like, not make a decision, which, like, isn't a mood. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a move guaranteed by us, guys. You know, get your crew together, decide what show you're going to watch. Okay. Flip a coin. Find night of the week. It's one because then it's great because it's one night a week where you're like we're watching an episode of this, and you do that. Do it on Zoom with your friends. It's you know? worth it. It's worth it, guys. My throat hurts because we've been talking so much. We talked a lot. This. We talked a lot. Uh, this gonna be a lot is, of editing. I'm sorry. This will be episode 85. If you're this podcast, you're happy now. Good luck. God bless. Keep the hope. We'll talk to you next week. It's gonna be great. All right. Relax. We'll get through this. Order some oh. pizza. Support local businesses that are still open. Support each other. Wear your mask outside for the love tip of God. Tip big. Tip big. Yeah, tip big, please. Nick, episode 85. Here's a podcast. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? Shout out Cole Comet 85 on the Bears, by the way. Please get more involved. Yes. Uh, I'm not happy. Are you happy now? No. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.